Hey guys, it's Simmy and this is Brustling Unlimited as it's Friday and we're here with the wrestling wrap up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy to watch video. As far as today's uh, stories do go, we've got one very long one. I'm going to try and recap and break down all of the WWE sale and executive news from the last week. We've got another story. A Stephanie McMahon story non-related to WWE. <clears throat> Still got my cough. We're going to talk about Fox losing a bunch of money on SmackDown, the pitched black match, an injury in AEW, and so much more. Because again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. Every, usually, Monday and Friday morning between 11 and 11 a.m. Pacific. I tried to prolong starting the show today because there was a WWE talent meeting this morning. We'll... Earlier today, I don't know if it's wrapped up or not, but I was trying to wait for this show to get info from that meeting. Haven't got any info, and I'm like, ah, I can't wait no more. We're going to do the podcast. We're going to do it live. We're going to talk about everything we know. So maybe we'll get some breaking news in the middle of this as far as that WWE talent meeting does go. Because I was told one thing I can't confirm 100%. And so I'm trying to get something from that meeting that I was told confirmed. But again, I'm not going to report this because I I was told it by someone who would know this. But I'm like, I need to hear this from one other person as well. So I need at least one more person that can, what's the word I'm looking for? Confirm the story to me. But with that, I do want to say thank you if you are watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or if you're watching or listening later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below, or you can donate Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember... You can subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can either be like Cold Cuts. No. Yeah, Cold Cuts KC recently did and subscribe with a tier one subscription. Or you can be like our very own Luke Pedke, the Luke Pedke, and subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or access to anybody's Amazon Prime account, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. I'm sorry for my nose being all stuffed up. Pro Wrestling on Limited. I'm trying to drink a lot of orange juice to help my throat. It's helping some, but maybe going and belting out some karaoke didn't help me last night. My voice was hurting a little this morning. Anyways. Remember, if you follow us on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, you can get all of that by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks. For Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, you can support us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited, by putting in this code, 
right here, PW Unlimited. Again, they got three new free games out right now. They got DKO Divine Knockout. They've got First Class Trouble, which is a really fun game. We actually played that last night. Didn't stream it because like we started the game, and I'm like, ah, I, I, I'm going to karaoke. I got invited. So I'm, I'm in for one game. Was going to stream it, but didn't yeah, have the time. Probably should have streamed karaoke. That would have been fun. Anyways. Um, also, Game Deck Definitive Edition is free right now in the Epic Game Store as well. Um, Luke said, what were you singing last night? I sang Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn. I sang Picture, the Kid Rock Show Crow song. Because a girl asked me to sing it with her. I sang um, Drinking Problem by Midland. Check Yes or No by George Strait. And I kicked it all off with Your Man by Josh Turner. So I sang five times last night in about two hours. Not a lot of people were singing. A decent crowd, I guess you could say. Small little bar. About a quarter to halfway full. Decent crowd. I had people going, hey, can you sing this song for me? Hey, can you sing this song for me? Hey, I think your voice would be good for this song. And I'm like, I got songs in. Maybe I'll get to it. Drinking Problem was one of the ones that was requested. Someone else also requested Neon Moon. <clears throat> you know, when the sun goes down on my side of town, that lonesome feeling runs through my door. But anyways, anyways, that's a whole nother stream for a whole nother day. We got news to talk about, and I'm going to try and break down everything we know that went down this week in WWE as far as Vince coming back, the sale, the Saudi rumors, and all of that so let's jump right into there and just kind of, yeah, see what we can do. So, Tuesday is when things all went to batshit crazy. Tuesday, vague tweets started, started swirling. They all kind of started with Brian Alvarez. And I do want to say, Brian Alvarez getting some unwarranted heat. He was the first one to be like, monster news could be imminent, and then went silent and didn't do anything. And people were like, Brian out here saying he knows, knows some monster news but won't say anything. Brian out here saying monster news and then disappeared. Well, you know what Brian did? Brian sent that tweet and then had to go do a podcast that he does every Tuesday night with Vinny, Craig. Uh, I, I always forget the other guy's name because he's not, he's like newer but not. It's, Vin, it's Brian, Vinny, Craig. Oh, I always forget the other guy's name. And his grandmother. Granny. Yeah. Brian disappeared because he had to go do a fucking podcast. And then by the time he was done with that podcast, this news was everywhere. So what did you want him to say? What did you want him to do? Everybody else had already tweeted it. John Rossap, Cassidy Haynes, Raj Geary, uh, John Alba. Everybody was already tweeting the Saudi thing. So for people to shit on Brian... Going, oh, you said monster news can be imminent and then didn't say anything else and disappeared. Well, yeah, because he went and did his job. He's not going to be tweeting during his podcast. That's rude, especially with your grandma on there. Hey, if you ever listen to Brian and Vinny's show with Granny, great show. His grandma, she's, she's a joy to listen to. I'm just going to say that for sure. Um, 
Dennis says he his not mess don't know podcast or first off hey not trying to be rude but learn to speak English because <clears throat> that's not proper English and that's fucking with my dyslexic head anyways so the news started coming out on Tuesday night with a lot of vague tweets and I was even sent like I'm sometimes given exclusive news and stuff that I can break but I even got stuff like that's that's rare maybe like once every couple of months I'll get something going oh no one else has said this oh okay this is interesting and so I also even got hey something big might be happening then I get another message hey WWE may have sold to Saudi more to come that's all I ended up getting. And so I also tweeted out, hey, some, some, did, did what we think happened just happen? And then everybody else just went out with it, the whole Saudi, Saudi, Saudi. And so WWE has not sold to Saudi. They are looking at different potential buyers, and they have basically formed a legal team and a strategic team and a, a whole team of people to make this sale potentially happen. But it did not happen on Tuesday. There was some mainstream coverage of this as well. Axios actually tweeted, quote, Be smart. Even during his brief exodus from the company he ran for four decades, McMahon held all of the power as WWE's controlling stockholder. No deal was ever going to happen without his blessing and his comeback. While tumultuous has been well-received, it has been well-received by Wall Street. There has a direct line drawn from McMahon retiring and the stock price going up, live event attendance going up, viewership and talent morale increasing. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that have just been odd, to be honest. Now, regarding reports that a sale to Saudi actually happened, several posts indicated that it happened and then were deleted. And I'm not going to say who falsely reported and then deleted their reports because you guys all know and I don't need to call anybody out. Uh, over the past week, there have been countless, quote, guy who knows a guy situations that have fed information to both mainstream outlets and wrestling media claiming deals with Disney and Saudi Arabia were both, quote, good as done or at least in principle to be done just needed the final say-so. Now, influential names in the business Expect Comcast to actually be the one to potentially buy WWE. Um, you've also probably seen some other reports stating that that deal is done or that Comcast is going to buy, but they don't want to buy. I've even seen the one of Comcast is going to buy, but they don't want to buy just quite yet. So they may agree to it and say, but we have to wait a little while. I even saw that one. That one's a little far-fetched, but yeah. According to a report from Fightful, they do state that they have reached out to contacts with Disney and Comcast, who spoke on the condition of amenity about the possibility of a sale. Both companies had employees who had clearly heard the rumors and said that it would be hard to believe that any major company would, retain, would want to retain Vince McMahon's services in any capacity if they could help it. More huge rumors emerged this week from Barron, stating that Tony and Chad Khan were in the, quote, Pool of potential buyers for WWE, end quote. One source that has been close with the cons actually noted that they'd heard, quote, makes sense for every perspective to at least throw their name out there for the very reason that an article even got published. There are a lot of interesting elements, but I wouldn't think it's going to happen. 
Then again, it's wrestling, and far wider things have happened, end quote. The same source also said that the publicity associated with even having the cons mentioned in connection to WWE sale was a positive thing, though they weren't sure that was a motivating factor. The same person said if the cons did buy it, it'd likely be with a group led by them, not just them full straight out. Remember, Vince wants like 7 to 10 mil or billion. Vince wants 7 to 10 billion for this country. Company, not country. I mean, it's as big as country, but a small country. Um, regarding the Stephanie McMahon news, Stephanie McMahon actually stepped down from the company this week, and it is being reported that morale has been a little down, but more confused than anything as far as the roster does go, with Nick Khan now becoming sole CEO and Vince, executive chairman of the board. Even Triple H's guidance has led to talent and staff telling different people that his work is not going to change. His work is going to remain as chief content officer. But yet some are still skeptical of that. Also was stated that when Vince first proposed a sale, when he wasn't back on the board yet and trying to get back on the board, everybody voted no. Especially Triple H and Stephanie who apparently opposed a sale even happening. Like they were not just against Vince coming back on the board, but they were against the company even being sold. And then, well, of course, Stephanie stepped down. So there have been reports that Stephanie McMahon and her husband opposed the sale. Others were told that they were willing to work with WWE to progress a sale, but weren't going to, like, 100% like the idea, yet they really don't have say. It's also been noted and told the people of influence in the company of at least two potential suitors that they believe would be roles in WWE post-sale for Stephanie and Paul Levesque if they wish to continue. Like, people would want them. Like, basically what that is is there's two companies that are interested but would want Stephanie and Triple H in powerful roles in the company because they think they're they are, what's the word I'm looking for, idle to WWE success. Regarding reports from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon had issues working together even as family, it was noted by several sources at WWHQ that when Stephanie's team was dismantled and usually composed, a usually composed Stephanie was disheartened and frustrated about it happening. Now what that story actually is, I'm going to pull this right up from F4W Online. It states that WWE CEO Nick Khan was used as, quote, a buffer between Stephanie and Vince and the McMahon family. Though the McMahon family corporate, um, though the McMahon family corporate turmoil, that's not the right word, though the McMahon family corporate tumult that has dominated headlines, WWE CEO Nick Khan has been the buffer between the various parties trying to smooth things over. Dave Meltzer wrote, uh, reported in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, quote, In reviewing the circumstances in which Stephanie McMahon suddenly resigned as co-CEO and left the company completely this week, Meltzer wrote, It was also conceded that she and Vince did have issues in working together as family members and know and how Khan was the buffer who kept things smooth between them as well as between Vince and Paul Triple H Levesque. Now in a whirlwind move, Vince McMahon returned to the company 
after leaving back in July and only being gone for six months and reinstated not just on the board, but as executive chairman. Uh, Stephanie McMahon then resigned from the company, leaving Nick Khan as co-CEO or as sole CEO. Um, other things to mention here really quick. There were some concerned extras of late who popped up backstage at WWE shows and saw, quote, Vince's office listed on a directory, we're told, that just hasn't been changed, and it's just still listed on different things, and that's nothing to be worried about. So, like, when you see, like, a list of different locker rooms and, like, lists, and it points this way and that way and this way, for some reason, there's still a sign that says Vince's, Vince's office this way, and they just haven't changed that. It's just the main, you know, office, like, Triple H and any other higher-ups work out of when they're at a show. It's just very weird that it still says Vince's office. So that's really everything that's gone down WWE sale-wise and top-level executive-wise over the last week, or at least since we did the Monday podcast. Not really too much more to say. I know, like I stated earlier, there is a WWE all-talent meeting taking place today at SmackDown, and I'll just I'll just say what I've been told as far as, and I don't know this 100%, it may not just be SmackDown talent there. That's all I was given a hint, hint of. I was just told, hey, it may not just be SmackDown talent here tonight. And I think Sean Ross Sapp also even tweeted out, quote, all talent meeting. So we'll see what that really means. I'm trying to see if anybody else has said anything on the matter on the talent meeting. But which I believe has already begun. So we'll see where that all does go. But speaking of Stephanie McMahon, Stephanie McMahon made another headline today as she posted something on Twitter stating that she underwent surgery. We're going to pull these tweets up right here on the screen. Let's go here. Nope, wrong screen. Let's go here. Why won't this load? There it goes. So Stephanie McMahon revealed this morning that, well, she underwent surgery. Said, busy week. Thank you, Dr. Waldrup at Andrew Sports Med and the Orthopedic Center staff for fixing my ankle. And to Kevin Wilk at Champ Sports M for already getting me started on rehab. And of course, my amazing caregiver, Triple H. So there we go. Stephanie McMahon underwent, I guess it looks like, ankle surgery today. And we'll now be on the mend from that. It's unclear what this really means. I mean, it really doesn't mean much as far as she does go. She's no longer with the company that we know of. She has, she said, watching from the outside as a fan. So, I mean, yes, it's kind of news, but it's not really news because it's any different than, hey, Joe Blow from Kentucky had ankle surgery. It's just interesting that she had it now. Did she wait? Because she knew she was leaving the company and waited until after all that was finalized to have the surgery? How long has she been hurt? What led to the injury? That's the interesting part of it. But Stephanie McMahon did undergo ankle surgery, and it seems to be successful. Now... Stephanie McMahon has done a lot of great things in her time with WWE, and one of those is helping facilitate the Fox deal 
for SmackDown. She appeared on the first ever episode of SmackDown on Fox. And, well, unfortunately, sounds like Fox has been losing their ass on what is known as the SmackDown on Fox Friday Night SmackDown deal, as Dave Meltzer wrote the following in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. SmackDown winning Friday on Fox most weeks makes WWE more valuable to other networks. But at the same time, even in winning the night, SmackDown still fetches the lowest ad rates of any Friday network primetime show at $47,000 per minute. Morgan Stanley did an analysis for Smack for, for Fox on SmackDown and felt that they couldn't justify the price tag for the show. In the 2020 to 2021 year television <clears throat> or 2020 to 2021 television season, Fox paid 196.7 million on the show and ended up with a 134 million dollar loss. In the 21 to 2022 season, Fox paid 208.5 million and ended up with a 145 million dollar loss. The conclusion is that there are simply that that there simply are not enough wrestling fans to justify the kind of money Fox spends on the show. And the number of viewers is not likely to change over the next two years. The estimate that losses will only get worse with a projection of 156.6 million in losses from 2022 to 2023 and 166.9 million in losses from 2023 to 2024. Remember when fall of 2024, that's when the new rights deals go into effect could still stay on Fox, could leave Fox, go somewhere else. We don't know. Fox's deal is $221.1 million for the payment to WWE for SmackDown in 2022 and 2023 and $243.3 million in 2023 to 2024. And again, this is fall to fall, fall to fall. So like September, October to September, October. That's weird. That they're losing so much money on SmackDown. And now ask the question. It leads me to asking the question of, uh-oh. Are they going to retain Fox? Are they going to say, Fox, you're gone? Are they going to say, we don't want Fox anymore? That's a big, big question to ask. Because those are a lot of losses. And it's not like, how do I say it? It's not like, oh, well, they, they earned this much but lost this much and they made this much off the deal. Not, no. And a lot of TV deals, there's losses. But apparently in wrestling, the losses are a lot worse because people don't want to spend as much to advertise on a wrestling program. But speaking of SmackDown, one thing that has been built up on SmackDown as of late is the pitched black match. And on the After the Bell podcast this week, we may, may have got a little more info on exactly what this Mountain Dew pitch black match is actually going to be as, um, I think it was Corey Graves stated the following. Pitch black match is something new in the making. There was something to the point of, quote, I don't know what the hell this is, but what the hell this is going to be. Every indication I've been given is that it is going to be a kick-ass street fight and be kind of in the dark. I don't know what the lighting is going to be, how it's going to work, what other kind of factors or elements are going to come into play. All I know, it's going to be a fight at the Royal Rumble. So it looks like it's going to be some sort of a street fight where anything goes and the lights are going to be turned down. I don't think the lights are going to be off. I mean, one thing they could do is... The lights are off 
and there's just like a spotlight on the wrestlers. Just one light on them. Maybe the lights are dimmed. Maybe the lights are flashing throughout the match. Maybe there's lightning effects and strobe effects. I don't know. That's going to give someone a fucking seizure. But yeah, we still don't know what the pitch black match is other than it's got some sort of, it sounds like a street fight element to it. So an anything goes type of deal. Um, I'm not going to read the comment, but hi, it's, well, no, actually I can read this comment. Highest Magma says, did you hear that the rock could potentially be at the Royal Rumble? Bro, WWE has been hoping for that for a year now. WWE's ever since the talk started of we can do Roman versus versus Dwayne next year, they wanted him at the Royal Rumble because that would be the first and best way to build it. So uh, that's not new news, bud. That's not new news at all. I mean, have you seen the graphics? There's a lot of electricity in those graphics. But as we move forward, it looks like one top SmackDown star is no longer being advertised for this special Raw 30th anniversary show. Um, a former SmackDown Women's Champion has been pulled seemingly from the Raw 30th anniversary show taking place from the Walls Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on January 23rd, the final Raw before the Royal Rumble. One star who is not expected to be in action as right now is Ronda Rousey, who was at one point advertised for the show. Rousey notably dropped the SmackDown Women's Championship to Charlotte Flair a few weeks ago and has not been seen since. Yet, it's very interesting that she was at one time on WWE's website as advertised for this special edition of Raw, and now seemingly no longer advertised. If we go to WWE's website and see who is still advertised, we're going to pull this up right here. Whoop, wrong website. Well, not wrong website, but wrong tab. Accidentally went to shop instead of tickets. We do see that advertised for the show. Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Bobby Lashley, and Bailey. Rousey was on there, not Bailey, as of like two days ago. As of like two days ago. So we don't know why Rousey has been pulled from the show. The former UFC uh, champion, former UFC and WWE champion, did state with all the backstage changes, noting the following on a recent live stream, stating, "You haven't noticed." Everything's a little bit in flux with WWE right now. I don't know, or I don't think anybody knows what's going on with anybody this week, let alone weeks from now. There we go. We'll see where this all does lead to, but Ronda's not, no longer advertised for that special episode of Raw. As we move, <clears throat> excuse me, as we move forward with our final Two news stories of the day. They're non-WWE and they're injury-related talks. As the first one has to do with Kota Ibushi. We know a lot of people have been asking, what the hell's going on with Ibushi? Ibushi's been injured for, like, ever. And we now have a, what seems to be positive update on former, former uh, champion Kota Ibushi. A top New Japan star who has been out of action since October 2021 states that his shoulder may now be at 90% as Kota Ibushi told Dark Kurosius 
Flosion, and I'm probably butchering that name. His shoulder is feeling better. He posted this video on Twitter today. I'll pull that up on the screen. Of Kota Bushi sparring, stating, Kota told me I can show you this clip he sent me of him sparring, where he stated, quote, my shoulder is 90% comeback. That is awesome, because we've heard that you know, he's had the shoulder issue, then they brought him back, and the shoulder got worse, and then they brought him back, and then they just didn't even use him. He was, I think, advertised for last year's G1, and then got pulled from it. No, that was two years ago, G1, and then got pulled from it right before it started, all because of this shoulder issue. So it is good to hear that Kota Ibushi is recovering, progressing, and feeling better. Can't wait for the old golden son, Kota Ibushi, to finally return to action. And speaking of Ibushi, Ibushi's close with one Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is close with the Young Bucks. Nick Jackson is dealing with some sort of an injury as well. A report has revealed that Nick Jackson has actually been working through a foot injury as of late. Dave Meltzer wrote the following in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. They got through the best of seven with nobody missing a match even though Pat got a broken nose right away and Nick Jackson suffered a broken toe in an earlier match. It was hurting just walking for the last month plus and still doing all the stuff he does in those matches. It is healing up to where he can walk without that much discomfort. So, holy crap. Nick Jackson was basically hurting to walk, yet did all that crazy-ass shit in those matches. That's wild. A lot of springboards, a lot of dives, a lot of 450s, a lot, a lot, a lot. And to do that hurt? And then some people may see this and go, broken toe, suck it up. Yeah, but you don't know how broken, broken the toe was, how bad the broken toe actually was. So kudos to Nick Jackson for going out there and being like, hey, I'm hurt, but I'll still do it. As we know with Pac as well, who's been doing all these matches with a broken nose. So kudos to both of them, really, Nick Jackson and Pac, for working the best of seven injured. And now hopefully, Pac more likely, but hopefully both can heal up. Pac no longer the champion can be like, all right, give me a couple weeks off. Nick Jackson's the, three, the trio's champion. So maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, give me one second. We may have some news on that talent meeting. Let me just read something really quick. So Sean Ross Sapp tweeted out, quote, Triple H led the talent meeting today in Green Bay. Give me one second real fast. I'm going to, I'm going to. Okay. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful tweeted out, quote, Triple H led the talent meeting today in Green Bay. He told Talon that Vince's return is to see whether or not they sell and who they should sell to. He said this will not change the creative team or processes. Triple H did say that maybe he and Vince have conversations about creative, but Vince defers final say to Triple H. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So Triple H out here trying to be like, y'all good. All good. I'm still in charge. Vince may give me some, you know, some 
not advice, but Vince McMahon like, try this. Hey, what about this? Hey, why aren't we doing, you know? But in the end, Triple H does have final say in creative. That is really good to hear. But with that, guys, that's everything that we got for tonight's, or for today's edition of the Wrestling Wrap-Up. Remember, tonight is Friday Night Smackdown. And with that, only two things have so far been announced. I'm going to check their Twitter really fast, the WWE Twitter, that is, just to see if anything was announced over the last 30, 40 minutes. Since we've been live, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, wow. Oh, this is awesome. This, hold on. We're pulling this up really fast. We're pulling this up really fast. So if you guys haven't watched it yet, there is a show on the WWE Network and Peacock called This Is Awesome, hosted by Kind of Funny's Greg Miller. Now, season one, Greg and the whole Kind of Funny crew were still working from home. So all of his hosting, you know, recordings for that show was all done in his home office. Well, if you guys haven't seen the new Kind of Funny studio, new Kind of Funny studio is going to be featured on the WWE Network because This Is Awesome is getting a second season. As we see right here, Greg Miller tweeted out the following. Season 2 upgrade. We're at WWE. This is awesome. And he's posted photos of the graphics and, and the stage and stuff he will be using for this show. So this is as they say, awesome. This is super, super cool. Kind of funny. He's been making great content out of their new studio in San Francisco. And yeah, season two is coming. I haven't watched every episode. I've watched a few of them, and they're all really, really good. But kind of funny. He's been killing it recently, especially with the new studio. They got the big-ass video screen. They've also got a video freaking floor that they can use as well. I've only seen them ever use it once for the Blessing Show. Maybe I missed other content they used it for, but I've only ever seen it once on The Blessing Show. And so it looks like Greg will now be using the video floor as well. This is super cool. This is super cool. But as far as if anything else has been announced for SmackDown, no. So these are the only two things we know for tonight's SmackDown. The Intercontinental Championship will be on the line when Gunter defends against Strowman, and Kevin Owens will be going one-on-one -on -one with the honorary use, Sami Zayn. That is everything we do know for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We'll be back tonight for Friday Night SmackDown. So with that, guys, have a great day. Have a great weekend if I don't see you guys in the live stream in the live chat tonight. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.